Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. The one of your show is number one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Rowe. Which is presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24. Bite back. Do it. I'd like to start off tonight by saying good evening to Michael. Come on, nah, bruh. Doing too much. Good evening to Don. How about creeping death? Good evening to Don. You're a Met guy. You're a punk. Shut up. That That's going to be so useful. Uh, good <laughs> evening to myself. Don did. Oh, another... I well, I had I had a rough I had a rough tech day today, so I I laid out on a lot of things. Really? Yeah, it was Would never uh, known it. Mercury was in retrograde. I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't impact the air, but like, the, a poor the poor people. Like, yes, <laughs> Anthony. Like there was just a lot of weird electric electrical things going on. Um, also, guys, by the way, we have to hope Don Michael just mentioned that I'm going to be driving to Montreal after I get off the air here. And we have to really hope that my mom is not watching the show. Why? She gets this is absolute... Oh, this is so exciting. That actually just scared me, her audio playing. I was like, wait, is she here? Um, this is the kind of trip that I, I can't speak for non-Jewish mothers, but this is the kind of trip that Jewish mothers just, do you have to? You, you can't do that. It's ridiculous. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> All right, How can, can I, you can drive? I, I have a, a hold your beer moment. Okay. Try Italian mothers if I want to cross the street. No. You really have to go across the street? Really? It's all You know, mothers. you can get run over. So apparently then it's all mothers. I feel like that's where we're and, at. And, and I think that's... Jewish and Italian mothers are... are Extra crazy? Of, yeah. Uh, well, I do have the answer to that young man's question. I did oh, check out go. with Major League Baseball. If, if, you, if a pitcher makes two throws over and then he strikes out the batter, he gets another two throws. It resets. Second question. Guy gets two... Pitcher throws over twice, uh, doesn't throw over, still facing the batter. Guy steals second you get another two throws uh, to try to pick him off at second base. Okay. It resets any time a runner advances. Right. Okay. That, ma- that makes sense. Now, how about this? I thought of one. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to bother this guy over and over. No, but I, maybe you'll be able to answer it. <laughs> you don't see it quite as much, but now you may see it. The whole, you know, the gag, fake the third, fake the first. It's a joke. Oh, is that two? Yeah. Is that, that considered two? two? Uh, I'm going to... I'll text him right now. I I would think it's still one per base runner, so probably not. Because if you, you try a pickoff at third and then pickoff at first, those aren't your two. I would think it's one per base, right? It's disengagements, isn't it? So if you're only stepping off the rubber once, faking the throw to third, then throwing the first in the same motion, that should only be one. Ah. 
See, we, we don't have to bother. I'm going to bother. It's inhumane. Now, as far as mom complaining, I've got you beat both. Like, um, my mom will call. So, what, what are you doing? I, I got a game. I got to go to Vancouver. Oh, can't they just have Peter do it? Why do you always have to go? Like, Ma, it's a separate thing. One has nothing to do with the other. <sighs> it's, I'm it's, just a little hurt that, that Jay said, why wouldn't they have Michael do it? Dear God. They, she knows that you never would. <laughs> That's the I thing. Ca- you know what? I stand here as a broadcaster, as a man, mm. and tell you that I could never, ever broadcast a hockey game. Well, because you're just not into it. No, I wouldn't it. be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. You would if you cared about it, then you would be able to do it. Well, there's things I care about that I'm not able to do. If you if you could do basketball, you've done basketball. As a matter of fact, uh, you haven't done it in a while, but you did a game on yes. People don't yeah. know. Nets, Hawks in Atlanta. That's right. Probably 15 years ago if it was a day, but you've done that, right? <laughs> the old, the old, by the way, the old Jeff Nelson, fake the first, fake the third. Yeah. Fake the third, one disengagement. Okay. Get another so one. Anthony was right. So if you could do basketball, did you ever do football for Fordham with Fordham? I did do it for Fordham, yes. Okay, so you come on. I, I do, do have a quick story to tell you about doing football. Uh, I, I right. didn't realize when I did it, right? Come join the Ramble. They didn't have a two-minute warning in college football. I was a big college football fan. And I'm doing the game. I'm going, we're coming up on the two-minute warning. And the guy's, like, waving his hand. And I said, which they don't have in college football. <laughs> 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 I kind of, you should admire that, Peter. Which part? Because it's kind of like an anti-college football. No, no, thing. I respect it. I respect yeah. it. Also, Don, so he he did a lot of sports at at Fordham. From what I've heard, that's the only thing he did. Um, Excuse me. Couldn't be more wrong. But move on. What's the name? <laughs> Michael, what's the name of the um, new young man who had a big night for the Brooklyn Nets last night? Brooklyn Bridges. That's right. Uh, let's hear from him on his big night. Yeah, man, my teammates just kept finding me. I had it going, and they just kept giving me the ball and kept just setting screens and letting me just operate. And uh, coach just drawing stuff up, too. So, you know, they gave me the confidence to go out there and just be aggressive. I want to do all that and win, too. You know, I just feel like if you do all that and lose, it's kind of like an empty stat to me. That's how I go. And um just happy we got the dub, and, you know, everybody's just playing well. I like this guy. And then he gave his jersey to his mom. Uh-huh. And his mom is in, lives in Philadelphia, and he was drafted by the Sixers out of mm-hmm. Villanova. And she was all thrilled, just overjoyed. And then, like, a couple of hours later, they traded him to Phoenix. It broke her heart. Now he's in Jersey. It's closer. Closer. Now he's in Bro- Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking. Now, Jersey do you think when he got when he got traded to, to Phoenix from Philadelphia? Yeah. Do you think his mom called and said, you have to go? Can't somebody else go? That, By I'm the way, sure. that <laughs> would happen have. to me. That would happen to me all. If I was in the NBA, every time a trade happened, my mom would go, you, you have to move again? What, are you just going to get a new place? You would be traded constantly just to make salary oh, yeah. fit. Yeah. yeah, I'd be a salary guy, but like I'd be, I'd be a guy who every once in a while I get to a stop, and because I get close with the team, people want me around for the year. But then the season ends, and they look at the numbers and go, it's time to get rid of them again. And right. I have to tell my mom, Mom, I know it was fun. I was playing in D.C. I now have to go out to Los Angeles. And then she'd go, the Lakers? i go, no, 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 the Clippers. And she'd go, oh, you can't go to Los Angeles. It's 3,000 miles away. I, I understand how far it is. What do, I, what do you want me to do? When do you call her mommy? Did you stop ever call her mommy? Um, 
I would have been really little if I did. Now, will Natalie call her mom when you guys get married? Call my mom, mom? Mom, yeah. No, she'll call her Mindy or Mima, which she already calls her. And what do you call Natalie's mom? I call her, I call Natalie's mom by her name. Interesting. I don't have any sort of pet names. Mm-hmm. She has like a, a nick, like a sort of a shortened name. Gotcha. Anything else? No, I'm good. No. Let's hear from Nick Friedel. Speaking of trading, uh, going from one team to another, is Nick Friedel. What's the setting here? This was like a public press conference? I guess so. It, it's certainly uh, it's not something that Woodward and Bernstein would have done. <laughs> oh, I, I, is that a shot at Friedel? No, no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, the media shouldn't ask questions in a situation like this. Yeah, because things because like this. Because the media is scum to the general public. And, and here's how it played out for Nick. Kevin, Nick Friedel, ESPN. Hi. How would you sum up your time in Brooklyn? How would you sum up your time in Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't know who, who, who was that awful laugh? Wasn't Durant? Yeah, I don't know who that was, and I don't understand. I, I guess he didn't. He, Nick was obviously waiting for a response, like a hello from KD, which he didn't right, get. Right, got ghosted. And then I think he repeated the question because KD probably physically indicated he couldn't hear it. Right. And, and then the crowd starts booing, and I don't know why, but eventually Kevin Durant did reflect on his time with the Nets. It was a lot of ups and downs, but I loved the grind. So, And everybody in Brooklyn loved the grind, too. So I built a family over there. They're going to always be a part of my journey. Uh, so we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish as far as winning a championship, just like mm. I told him, but I enjoyed the grind. And everybody there, we tried our hardest every day regardless what was going on in the media, what was going on with our teammates, everybody who was in that gym. See, there it is. So I love those guys. I get emotional to talk about them because that was a special four years of my career coming off of Achilles. (laughs) So, yeah, it was terrible how some stuff went down, but at the end of the day, I love the grind. And we all love the grind there in Brooklyn, and I wish them the best going forward. They got a bright future. Yo, uh, that was the line, though. We kind of slept on the line. Regardless of what was going on with the media, regardless of what was going on with our teammates, uh, in my opinion, you guys may say I'm a hack. That's as close as he's gotten to criticism of Kyrie Irving. That's who he's no, referring. No, I, I, I didn't get that from. Well, that then, at then all. who else? Who else would he be talking about? Ben. There, there, there was a lot of stuff going on, and of course, he, he's going to put it. On, what did the media have to do with it? The media had nothing to do with. But it. that's the thing: the fact that he sandwiched them. No, the media did have things to do with Kyrie. Kyrie and the media, Don, together, I'm not blaming the media, but you would say right. a lot of the issues that existed with Kyrie were between him and the media. So I don't know. What do you think, Don? I think I, that I, was him taking a little veiled shot. Or or just acknowledging the fact that there were a lot of problems with Kyrie that maybe were fueled by the media. Because that was a big theme when it was all going on, too. The media was was making a big deal of this and all that, like almost like the media is an enemy. I, I'm still trying to figure out what he means by the grind. Why would the grind be any different in Brooklyn than it'll be in Phoenix than it was in Oklahoma City or Golden State? I mean, what was he talking about the grind? See, that, that has to be about all the nonsense, the Michigans. Yeah, the, but, but, the but, but he yeah. made it like he, they, they enjoyed it. Yeah, but if he enjoyed it, why wouldn't he stay? Well, but, but, but he said they love the grind. So then he should have stayed. 
but he can't be talking about all the issues because the issues are what brought it down and didn't get them a championship. So I think what, when he says the grind playing through all the issues. That's the only thing I could come up with. But if you love the grind so much, the one big irritant went to Dallas. Now you can really grind it with a team that played hard and, and had commitment and, and wasn't going to, to miss games on a whim. You could have really, really done something. But I'm sorry, he has joined a better team because Devin Booker's better than anybody else the Nets have. So he wanted that second big star, and he didn't see that second big star being Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm. I, you, you could be right about that. It's, it's tough to fully argue. But I just thought there was a little, potentially a little, little something there. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, I promised it. Last night, Don LaGreca had the privilege and honor of calling a game with his favorite broadcaster, Don LaGreca. Here's the play-by-play. Hockey Scully. Here's the play-by-play from Don 1050. Tarasenko line Kreider to leave for Tarasenko. Nice pass to Zabanajan. Back to Kreider who scores. Chris Kreider tic-tac-toe passing. And the Rangers get a two-goal lead. It's 4-2. Yeah! And that wasn't the end of the scoring for the Rangers. Seelovs, rebound taken by Lafreniere, spins it back behind the net. Waiting for is Truba at the far wing, drags it into the corner. Dear oh God. Man. Up the wall in the backhand, now his forehand to Heedel, to Miller. Miller with a wrist shot and scores! Keandre Miller is given the Rangers a two-goal lead back. It's 5-3. Yay! Uh, you know what? You could, Peter, I don't know if you hear it. He's free. He's like a bird <laughs> soaring in the sky. There's nobody to take any of the words away. He Come doesn't on. have to be worried about somebody jumping in. Look at he, the, the inflection he used, the, 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 the growl that he went with. He felt very comfortable. Come on. What would, the, what would the terminology be if one day Don had a day in which he did the K show by himself and called a Ranger game by himself? I'm on the be, air! It would be life on the planet. Orgasmatron. <laughs> Orgasmadon. <laughs> Orgasmadon. That's nice. I mean, he, he every day he wakes up thinking that you and I can't speak. When I had the surgery, he was overjoyed. I don't know why you... I just... When I was on suspension last week, last year for 10 weeks, thrilled. I missed Dave terribly last night. Those calls are no different than they would be if Dave was right next to No, me. you sounded freer. And I, do I talk too much on the show? Yes. I can't believe you asked that. You really set yourself up there. That was just. Oh, well, I thought we were having an honest conversation. I'll no, dial it yes. back. I'll dial it back. You can't. You, you can't help you. it. You don't think I can? can. No. There, there's. There's. You uh, said something the other day. I, I believe it was on in a meeting. I can't just have a throwaway opinion. You, you can't. We could be talking about candy, and you're going to dive deep into it. Well, I will admit that I am overly opinionated, but I would think that would work in a talk show. It does. I would normally just say, I'm, I'm, I really don't have an opinion on that. I, I, listen, I only have 
I only have one issue with how much you talk. Do you want? Do you want to fully lift it up? I want. I want to know everything. Lift it up and show it to me. Oh, don't don't go there now, Peter. There's not the time. What do you mean? I have to. It, I don't think he's going to. How's be Tuesday hurt. sound at like one o'clock? <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe we'll do it then. <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to be hurt by it. I, this is. All right, go go ahead. You open the door. Plow through. Okay. If you were to, Don, I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. If you were to play a drinking game, where every time I started pontificating on something and you tried to jump in while I was talking, you'd be drunk by four thirty. I am not an animal. <laughs> I'll How? try to work on that. I'm sorry. No, don't feel bad. You're going to make me feel bad I, now that I, I said told it. you. I told you. No, Peter, Don, you are you upset with me? No. He's not happy. <laughs> oh, great. I thought we brought no, up. No, upset. I'm not upset with you. I'm upset with myself. I didn't know I did something that irritated. It's not irritating. Well, yeah, it is. No, no, let me not lie. It's irritating. Should, should but we, I, Peter, do I talk should, too much on the show? Should we yes. do the not ready for drive time players? You talk and I'll be done. Okay, all, all right, right, here we go. Give an opinion on something. All right, all right, here we go. Here's the bottom line with this Knicks team. The fact of the matter is they're uh, six games over 500. Uh, and uh, and they're uh, if going into the All-Star break. Uh, <laughs> that's more. Uh, that's more. Uh, that's exaggerated, Don. That's exaggerated. I'm a pl- you open I the door? Apologize. Plow through. I'll try to be better. I, I don't want to <laughs> irritate my co-hosts. I didn't realize I was doing it. I'm Look. sorry. You're the best. You're the best person of uh, the three of us. I, I consider uh, Michael to be human filth, as you know. But we were talking I, I, about it, so I'm gonna I will bring it work up. on it. I will work on it. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, let's move over to the uh, football of it all. Before we say uh, goodbye to an all-time legend in sports broadcasting, we go back to the Jets situation with Aaron Rodgers. Here's Adam Schefter on saying one thing: the Jets could do to try to land Rodgers. Well, the real question will be whether or not they stay at 13, because if they find a way to trade for Aaron Rodgers, my sense is it would involve that 13th overall pick, which would head to Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers wants to play this upcoming season, which is no certainty, and if he does want to play in New York, which we still don't know. But there are really two landing spots for Aaron Rodgers if he decides to play when he comes out of the darkness one would be with the Jets, the other would be with the Raiders. And if and when he does decide to play, my guess is it would probably involve a number one pick. But I think their first priority is figuring out which veteran quarterback they're going to be bringing in to essentially put in front of Zach Wilson while they put him in bubble wrap for some time to see if he can grow, improve, and recover from the year he went through. You know, my in my not so hot take on that guys i i i'm even with the bubble wrap i i think we're believing nonsense if anyone believes they care anything about what's gonna happen with zach wilson i know michael may feel differently because i i think don i think you and i align on this michael seems to think there's really a world in which he grows and they try to go back so, to so it so why don't they release him if, if if what you're saying is true why, why even why because why, may, paint, why maybe play the, the game Maybe there's a world in which they think they could still move him for something. I don't no, know. There's a world where he's going to be the quarterback in two years. What mm. world is that? That world's called hell. No, it, it, it may be a world where he's the quarterback. It's it shouldn't be a part of their thought process. Get whatever quarterback and and he's under contract. He's an afterthought right now. At some point, they'll have to address him, whether he's going to be dealt or give him a contract at the end of next year. 
I don't think any decision has anything to do with Zach Wilson at this point. If, I don't if, think he's on anybody's mind. If he somehow randomly shows up this year or next and gets to camp and is just a new guy and people go, hey, you know, this is Zach Wilson, this version of Zach Wilson, he might compete for a job. Okay, but I'm with Don. I don't see – I don't believe. It's not about that I see. I could see the logic of trying to build him. I don't believe it. It's just not – I do not believe it. Well, you have to remember that the people that are in charge, their reputations are on the line. Now, they don't want to have – their career go down the drain by, you know, hugging an anchor. But they can't just give up on him. They use the second pick in the draft on this guy. They can't just say, that's it, we're done with him. They can't. It would be a reflection on them, how inept they are. I mean, that's a big-time career-ending move. Guys, the uh, sports broadcasting injury uh, – injury. The sports broadcasting industry and baseball – uh, at large, lost a legend today. Tim McCarver, the all-star catcher and Hall of Fame broadcaster, um, who during 60 years in baseball uh, won two World Series titles with the Cardinals and had an incredible run as the most recognized, the most talked about, and sometimes the most controversial commentator in the sport of baseball, passed away uh, today at 81 years old. Um, we spoke earlier to Joe Buck. Um, I want to do something a little different here, guys. I want to hear from you guys first, and then I want to close out ENN by playing the final moments of McCarver on air with Buck back in the 2013 World Series. But, Michael, your thoughts on the great Tim McCarver? I think he changed the way um, baseball analysts worked. Uh, and he also became – he, he turned the baseball analyst on TV into the star. Because on radio, the play-by-play guy was always a star. And on, on TV, the play-by-play guy was the main guy. But he turned the analyst into the star, and it remains to this day. He was the driving force behind all those broadcasts. And he was opinionated, and he predicted things. He went out on a limb. He didn't care if he ruffled feathers. He was a very, very different broadcaster that is now looked at as commonplace but uh, when he started to do it, it wasn't commonplace. It wasn't done that way all the time. And I think New Yorkers had the joy of watching him really become that guy. First with, you know, Ralph Kiner on the Mets. I think he revitalized Ralph Kiner's career. You know, Ralph Kiner had seen it and done it so many times. But McCarver energized him. And then moving over to uh, the Yankees and working with Bobby Mercer, who, you know, Bobby loved working with him. So uh, worked with Joe Buck, worked with Jack Buck. Uh, just an amazing broadcaster. He really was. And uh, he will go down in broadcasting history as one of the greats. Don? I think that before Tim McCarver, any analysis in sports was always kind of playing it safe, especially on a local level. Promote the team. Don't say anything too controversial. Then on a national level, they were kind of just selling the game. I love Joe Graziola. I grew up with him. But it was you know, he would tell you what you needed to know. But it, there was never any criticism. There was never really any kind of information other than just the obvious because that's just the way it was. But Tim would get, would tell it like, it like it is, and that's what made him so special. And he is the John Madden of baseball because wherever the World Series was, right, Michael? ABC, Fox, CBS, he was there. They had to hire him. Same way John Davidson always worked in the NHL with Doc Emmerich or what happened with Madden. You, if It was not. It wasn't the World Series unless Tim McCarver was analyzing it, and it killed me as a Met fan to see him go to the Yankees. But then the Yankee fans got a taste of just how good he was. 
So that is ENN, presented by D'Agostino Associates, the injury firm. Almost 35 years of getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey, 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino, bite back. And uh, let's close out. This is the last couple of minutes of Tim McCarver's final time on Fox, uh, Red Sox-Cardinals World Series, appropriately enough, back in 2013. My friend, here we are after uh, 18 wonderful years together. Uh, I don't know who's going to replace me next year, but I will guarantee you one thing. This guy will make you better, and I mean much better. And it's been a privilege and an honor to be with you, Joe. And all the talented men and women behind the scenes throughout the years. 34 years ago, my obligation shifted from the field and the players to the booth and to you, the viewers. Fairness and accuracy and honesty have always been my goals, along with teaching you something you may not have known about this great game. I hope I've achieved those things. Thank you very much. You know, I'll say this as, as we say goodbye. You know, I, I speak on behalf of Major League Baseball. I know everybody at Fox when I say thank you for the credibility you bring us night after night in October. Personally, I will tell you that as a kid in our first World Series back in 1996, scared to death, scared out of my wits, fearful of being found out as some fraud, as some broadcaster's kid getting a chance to do it. I looked to my right and I knew that I was covered because of you. Just as my dad knew I was covered because of you. All those goals you had that you just talked about, you achieved them. You're the best to ever do this in this sport and it has been an absolute honor and a pleasure over these 18 years, 16 World Series. You are the best and I love you. I love you like a brother. I love you like a best friend and Thanks for all that you've brought into my life, both in a booth and outside a booth. Ditto. Well, here it is. We celebrate the Boston Red Sox here in 2013. And for the final time, it has been a privilege. On behalf of Tim McCarver, I'm Joe Buck. So long from Fenway. Tim McCarver was 81. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.